I really still can't stand that jingle. Well, it's playing right now, and the fans are listening to it, and I think it did great. It was a great job of a dear fan of the show, friend of the show, Max. Five notes, and they're not particularly melodious. I mean, shit, Cyril worked on it hard, I think. I think he did a good job, shit, dude. What? What? That's Cyril. See, no, no, I understand the miscommunication that's happening right now, and I'm going to explain nothing. Oh. Let me go get some popcorn. You two hash okay. it out. We can't start recording. Mumble goes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I thought you were talking about the intro podcast music. So, okay. I'm the one who picks that music. All right, I think I asked Cyril to whatever. Sure. So I remember we were like talking about like no. Remember we all like went through like tracks from the show. Cyril didn't arrange it later. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking talking about about Mumble. All on the same page, which I'm sure our audience isn't because they don't know our names yet, even though this is, you know, (laughs) late into the show's run to be joining. Let's assume that might happen. My name is Carrie. My name's Kayla. And I'm Max. I've been a little, a bit uh, off uh, with the last recording or two. I haven't uh, been bringing my full energy i think and it's and it's come through as i've been editing i'm like ah i could have brought more so i'm gonna do my best to bring more today i'll make sure to demand that from you and and let you know if you're giving me anything but that and i would say that's where we are right now kayla not a great showing so far now so we're talking about prickly pear the one with the cactus can i be honest that did like i know you're joking but it did sting just a tiny bit oh my god actually i noticed that you had kind of like a perk to you before you said that so i actually noticed i was like oh kayla kind of has a little bit of energy going tonight okay no babe you're doing great don't worry don't worry Oh, no, uh, this is a train wreck already. Uh, my very first note, this is coming off of the tales of Little Graduation. And, you know, it's really obvious in Little Graduation that he's like, I'm just going to miss all of my friends and I have no control over them coming in or out of my life. And that frightens me. And the opener for this episode is extremely McFucking heavy handed because he named all of his plants after all of his friends that he's not real sad, real, real sad, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Go to therapy. My guy, come on. Don't just name plants after people you miss. You can't do this. This is not an acceptable form of therapy. Yeah. It's like, it's like if, if whenever you hear about, um, like, I can't remember where this is from. I've heard about this more than once when, like, a, when a, when a child dies and they get a dog and they name it the dead kid's name. That, oh, and no. Like, that, yeah, this is not a way of grieving. I do <laughs> not believe you. Does that oh, that's happen? A real thing. It's a real thing. I've heard about it, like, more than once. Or that the, the, the son dies and they name a new thing this. Or they name, they name, they name a new living thing that dead kid's name but no i think i would say it's fine to talk to plans and i would say within reason you're allowed to name things after your friends i think there's like a line there but it could be like a nice homage but you shouldn't name plants after the friends that recently moved out of town and then start talking to them like they're people. Yeah, you shouldn't name <laughs> plants in mm. lieu of real friendships and also going to therapy. One red flag too many. It's <laughs> 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 like that is like Stephen's greenhouse is extremely cool, uh, but it is one red flag too many. That's a good way of putting it. 
<laughs> the cactus is not a suitable therapist. So Steven says, you know what? I'm going to tell this cactus some of my secrets. As one does mm -hmm. when they meet a great cactus. <laughs> and that's when everything goes awry. I have you met a great cactus before? Actually, yeah. I've met a few pretty dope cactuses. Oh, yeah? My only experience with meeting a really cool cactus is when I walk into Trader Joe's and immediately pack bond with one of the succulents that they have just sitting there. I'm like, I actually, I, that just reminded me, I had a, a Trader Joe's plant. I don't know what kind of plant it was, but it was like a desert plant, and it grew out of the skull of this little, like, skeleton. Oh! But, I yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I love that! I love that shit, right? That like, is it's my hair. shit! I know, right? It was Fuck, super cute. I, I love want it. that. Yeah, no, keep an eye out. I think I got it around, like, summerish. Love it. Um, so, Steven Universe. He walks in, and then he's like, hey, look at this cactus. And then it, like, starts judging Garnet Amos and Pearl, and then he, like, runs away holding the cactus, like, runs upstairs. Yeah, that's like, phenomenal. Ah! All three of us shared a laugh at the way that Steven just held it at arm's length like a baby he didn't want as he ran away up the stairs. We laughed about it a lot at the time, and I know watching with you two, I laughed at it a lot more than I did just the first time I saw it on my own. But it, it is interesting to me because I think, like, that's kind of the moment, you know, if the fucking mutant cactus later wasn't the kind of... This is kind of final thought material, but I want to do something else for final thoughts, so I'm mm -hmm. just saying it now. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like this episode really cemented the direction that Steven Universe feature was going for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you know, it started in the previous episode, if not sooner, but I feel like this was the episode that kind of told us, like, this show is now about Steven losing control and breaking down more and more. And that's what it's going to be for the rest of it. Yeah, the last episode I think could have been like, uh, and that caps Steven having an issue. Mm -hmm. Steven continues to be extremely relatable <laughs> yeah, right. through, through all of his crises. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole season dealing with trauma is like a really good backdrop because everyone has some trauma. Not everyone has post-traumatic stress disorder, but everyone has trauma. Yeah. And like, I think that's like a good... Yeah, I like I like this season a lot. And everybody deals with it in different ways, and some of them are not the best. <laughs> and Steven tries them all this show with yeah. sort of Steven, like cocaine. Like, just... Short short of actual real therapy. Like I <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. Short of actually talking to a doctor yeah. and then he gets like a prescription for Zoloft or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah, this is aw, poor Steven. Like I think I you know, we've <laughs> This seems like kind of like a really little thing to be talking about at this point in the episode, but I I do think that Steven's greenhouse is genuinely extremely neat. Yeah, like, I really want it. Lilo and Stitch style. There's just a dome. Yes. Added oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I want. Uh, I want. Don't send me into a Lilo and Stitch tangent. I'll we'll do be it. There no, a don't while. because this will go on for like way too long. Um, <laughs> like just Max listens to Lilo and Stitch guys. So. It's um, my favorite movie. No, so uh, I really want a weed, uh, greenhouse, not a weed house. A greenhouse, once weed is, like, legal for me to grow, and I own a home, like, that is actually, like, one of the things I want. When I was watching this episode, I was like, I could grow a lot of weed in there, but also, like, and it would be really cute. <laughs> not just a weird, <laughs> sad place where I'm like, that's one of my drugs, and it's just, like, you know, really, really, like, dingy, like, hydro setup. Not like, just I would a love bunch this. of tables with, like, a bunch of pots all lined up and, like, some weird overhead light. And yeah. just, you know, <laughs> fucking warehouse somewhere. 
You fucking you start making an inspiration board now, and it'll be all pretty when you're done. If y'all have ever, if ever, I want to imagine what I had in my head, and you don't know what I'm talking about. Look up like what a Canadian grow up looks like, and that's kind of what I was ready for. And then so they're seeing this, and I'm like, no, step it up. This looks great. <laughs> um. Okay. So they fight the cactus. Does anyone have any thoughts on that one? I'll say oh, Pearl's yeah. face is fucking hilarious. I do have everyone's... a note about Pearl's faces throughout the episode. And her I, I mean, I'll just say in general, like, I'm amazed how much mileage they got out of the cactus needles as a joke. Yeah, yeah no, like, like, that should have worked I like twice. I did not but expect it, them to stretch that joke that far and pull it off. Yeah, uh, I, I really little liked uh, Garnet just actually being like, wait, what? And then Hammond's being like, it's being so weirdly specific. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. I mean, Garnet knew that this would happen from the beginning because she does like the war, you know, the ominous warning that we all know what that means. And Steven should have had, she should have taken it into closer consideration uh, <laughs> yeah. because Garnet can see the Mick fucking future. Uh, but, so, you know, I think that to me, it kind of makes sense that Garnet's future vision would be less useful here because I think, you know, Garnet, she sees all the different possibilities and stuff. But I think she probably doesn't focus on ones like these because she still doesn't really expect it. And we we've had yeah, the debate no, over yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had the debate over how much Garnet's future vision is like objective information versus just what she knows before if it operates on absolute truth or just like a set of data personal to her. Mm-hmm. But I think the big thing is like none of the gems fully comprehend what Steven's going through and they don't know the depths of it. So even if Garnet sees it, she's going, Oh, well, that doesn't seem very likely. It's Steven we're talking about. Well, because you're right. I think the reason her future vision doesn't work this whole season is because she's like, Steven's a happy kid. Like, <gasps> she's like, broad strokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the point I'm making. Yeah. So as I was saying, it's like, there's like a ton of stuff that she doesn't see, like, <laughs> at all. Because she's banking on him being 11 forever. Oh, no. That made me extremely sad. Yeah. It's being kind of this like, shitty, shitty mom who's just like, I can anticipate everything you're feeling. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's neglect. It's just, you know. You have impressions, you have trouble accepting the fact that your baby's growing up, stuff like that. Well, you know, also, I think, though, like, like Stephen is a easy kid to not see be in pain, like, because he does everything he can to hide it. Because yeah, Stephen's the guy who helps everyone else with their pain. I would have, I would expect, though, weirdly, this season to have a thing where Garnet reaches out to Stephen, and even she's like, bitch, I can see the future. I know you need to see a doctor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I am right. And then for some reason, we're, like, taken aback by Stephen, still not being willing to get help. And then you're like, Stephen... You have everything. Like, I can see that being an episode that would actually be kind of great. So it's surprising that they actually just were like, yeah, no, Garnus is kind of... She is, until the end, she's just like, we gotta give him a hug, and it's a girl contribution. <laughs> Ironically, Connie's mom was the best fucking influence as a mother in this season. I think that's kind of the point, you know, to an extent, is like, none of the gems can really help Steven with everything he's going through. And from a writing perspective, I kind of like that from an audience perspective, it feels like a poor thing to do as you're wrapping up the series. You know what I'm saying? Sort of, yeah. I want a proper farewell for that trio, and yeah, I yeah. don't really feel like them all doing the cookie cat rap in the final episode yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. You want to get into final thoughts? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I, I could go first, I guess. Um... So the the whole episode, we were basically saying, like, oh, my God, Steven, get help. And the gems also are like, Steven, would you like some help? 
And Steven doesn't want help. He wants control. And that's kind of just like my takeaway from this episode, but also just like the whole season, especially on the tales of little graduation. It's extremely obvious that he's, you know, wanting to feel like he has a grip on his life and he wants to do it without help. And as always, his behavior is extremely relatable because it's hard to admit that you don't have your shit together and you need someone else to help, you know? Yeah, I, I've been in therapy since I was 13, technically, and there are still, like, multiple times in my life since then that I've been like, am I able to ask for help with this? And should I? Yeah. Can I just deal with this? Like, yeah, no, that's always a struggle, for sure. Like, I just wanted to say that for the listeners. Don't think you're hot shit just because you're fucking dealing with your problems now. Well, you might one day need to overcome another. You it's, know? The, it's the denial stage of grief, also. It's because Steven's, yeah. Steven's friends are changing and moving on, and he... it's. It's an extremely difficult thing to take a critical eye to, especially at 16, and double especially for Steven fucking Universe and all the shit that he's gone through. So, like, it makes sense. Like, his response, as much as we're sitting here being like, Steven a cactus is not a suitable therapist, it absolutely makes sense to me why he's refusing to accept help. Because it it's a, it's a case of not wanting to admit that you need help because your your identity hinges on some things that maybe you don't want to admit that you need help with. Totally. And I can totally see Steven not even, like, understanding the kind of help he needs. Like, if he was like, yeah. doing, like you need to see a doctor to talk about all the shit you've seen, and he would be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I just need to see my That's... friends more, and yeah. they all keep fucking leaving. And you're like, okay, yeah. okay, hear you. Yeah, you certainly don't need a therapist. Like, <laughs> Get it out somehow, just shit. But, yeah, no, I... Poor little Steven. Uh, listeners, this is what I'll say. Mental health is important. Deal with your shit, even if you don't want to. Find a way. Just please do. And emptiness syndrome is a thing, as Steven has shown in this very sad intro. So if your mom recently got a garden going after you went to college, give her a call or something. Like, shit. Yeah, my <laughs> Just... parents became wine snobs when I was at college. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we all Even everybody, everybody deals with empty nest in uh in a different way i guess and i'll give one other final thought uh listeners 2011 game 2014 sequel costume quest 20 dollars every fucking platform get that shit it's a wholesome good time you get to go trick-or-treating and it's really sweet and it's like the one thing it's like the anti-twitter it's just like nice ah. and good and sweet and great time and very cute and sweet so make your lives more wholesome um, that's my final thought. Okay, so my final thought about this episode is, uh... <clears throat> now when you pick a pawpaw, or a prickly pear... Oh my god. And you pick a raw paw, next time beware. Don't pick the prickly pear by the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use the claw. But when you don't need to use the claw, when you pick a pear, the big pawpaw. Have I given you a clue? I mean, that was... Thanks for listening to the Ringo Zone. The payoff is Max saying Jungle Book stuff. Oh, it was Jungle Book. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't I know any of those. From, I, I knew didn't... it was from the Jungle Book. I have an important question. Was that from your brain, or did you look it up? I've had that loaded up since before we started recording. Oh, okay. Well, at least you did pull it up, though, and that wasn't from your thing. You, that you wasn't for asking. something that wanna. has been living rent-free in your head since the Jungle Book came out. No, he's been like, I'll, one day I'll have a reason to have this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the first half of it is in my brain. The second half, when it gets complicated, is when I need to look it up. Eminem lyrics, I can't oh, hear you. I don't even Here's... like the movie, but the Bear Necessity is a great song. You know, the thing is, recently, I watched all of Tailspin, 
and it turns out Tailspin fucking rules. So now I have a higher opinion of the Jungle Book just because Tailspin spun off from it. Uh, really quick, check General for some exciting news. Evan wants to add our podcast onto his new podcast network. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Evan. That's a great idea. Add a fucking dying thing yeah, that right. updates <laughs> once every other full moon. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfectly appropriate for the kind of shit Evan does, I would say. We're yeah, exactly on brand for say, him. So this, <laughs> but if these are better. He chooses to uh, interact with us is to be like, hey, this, <laughs> hey, can I, can I, can I leverage <laughs> the content that you guys have mostly done without me? His new network is from the get go, then yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, uh, man. Oh, Kayla, let him know we're well, all dunking on him. Uh, well, what I said was, we are all enthusiastically saying yes. Oh, somebody's <laughs> and I know he won't listen to this episode, me. so he won't know that I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, one last also little cute detail I found on my screen before we end. Uh, this, the, this, the, the crown, I guess, of the fucking flowers that gets up on, on the, the head of the Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got little donuts on it. Yeah, it's got like little donut flowers. That's oh, really cute. That's yeah, so I, did not, cute. I did not catch that there were like four times I've seen this. I don't know how I have not seen that before. Steven must have just eaten donuts uh, before he got his spit <laughs> on the... Wouldn't that suck Is if like the leftover food molecules or whatever in Steven's spit had an influence on like with the shape the plant takes it with it? It definitely would suck. Well, then oh, also, man. yo, God, I, man, I can get this... Oh, man, okay. I'm not even going to take this joke where I was going to take it. You no, can fucking no, figure man, out where I would have... classic Ringo shit. This is what our 200 fans come here for. This is, I'm just saying, would it get covered in pussies if he was eating pussy beforehand? Uh, I mean, flowers, I think that this might be a little hard to tell because a lot of flowers look labial anyway. Yeah, that's so a good it yeah, they would be, they It might not be a good control group. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> All right. I'm sure the Ringo Zone, the payoff is whatever the fuck this conversation is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's nothing. Yeah, like, uh, there was this, uh, gray parrot named Alex, and, uh, this animal psychologist, you know, she basically experimented with him for, like, 30 years, because, again, parrots live a really fucking long time, um, and just, Alex was really intelligent, and I think he could understand, like, a hundred words and hold some basic conversations with her and stuff. I want to see a movie where, like, this woman falls in love with the parrot. Carrie, they, they made that already, but it's with a B, and it's called B-Movie. <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> happened. That is a movie, yeah. <laughs> and my horrible joke ended up being a horrible movie by a guy who dated a 17-year-old. Just want to toss that back out into the public consciousness. Oh Don't God. ever, never let Jerry Seinfeld live that one down, because somehow his entire career has. <laughs>